We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, for years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke says... Hello, hello. Welcome to Brook Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from a conservative perspective. I'm your host, Brooke Says, conservative patriot, proud deplorable, and columnist, which you can read on my website at brooktalksamerica.com. Every week, uh, the new one is up. The And I'm here with my co-host, Colonel Jim Warshuk, who is the former deputy director for intelligence at U.S. Central Command, served on the White House National Security Council, and is currently the Hillsborough County, Florida GOP chairman. His articles are on AmericaOutloud.com. So from Hot Topics to History, you can be sure if it's happening in America, I will be talking about it. You can also listen to uh, archives, archived podcasts of this show on my website, as I just mentioned. I'm on Captain's America Third Watch every Tuesday morning at 5.30 a.m. Colonel Jim is also on every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m., uh, both on this station, Salem Media Group, on AM860, The Answer, in Tampa. My article this week is, How is that fundamental transformation working out for you, America? Remember when Obama said that in 2008? Well, you're seeing what he meant by that with by that with all the rioting, the looting, the tearing down of statues, painting Black Lives Matter on the street, which to me is just like planting an ISIS flag. But that's just me. Uh, and all of this is happily co-signed by the Democrat Party. So check it out on my website, com. We have a special treat today. We are joined today by Kurt Schlichter, who is a trial attorney, retired Army infantry colonel, senior columnist for townhall.com, and I must say an excellent Twitter warrior, which you know I love. Uh, You've seen him on TV. He's everywhere from nationally syndicated radio TV shows like Fox and Fox Business to hosting radio shows like The Hugh Hewitt Show. And I hadn't known this about him, uh, but he is also a stand, he was also a stand-up comedy comic for several years. He's a reverend smart and funny and has several number one selling Amazon political humor ebooks where he handily dismantles the left with aplomb. So there's a lot to discuss. Let's get into the jelly. And I want to welcome Colonel Kurt Schlichter to the show. How do you do? How do you do? Thanks so much for coming on. No problem. And I want to say, so having both of you colonels and great patriots on the show, hosting from Tampa, which you know is the land of CENTCOM, SOCOM, and MARCENT, I have to say, that's a treat for me, and I'm sure for the audience. That's a lot of comms and CENT. I know, I know. Everything in the military is an acronym, too. Yeah, I think, you know, if they spent 50% more time... uh, Fifty percent of the time they spent making up new acronyms, uh, acronyms <laughs> on building up combat power and training uh, junior officers and, and junior enlisted. Maybe we might not have all the problems we have. It's probably true. I have to say. Um, before we get into the discussion, I want to play a clip for you where you talk about the straw hysteria, uh, and it's a really good commentary on the elites. And I think this exemplifies also why they hate Donald Trump so much. And then we have an elite, an elite who thinks it knows better, thinks it's smarter than we are, thinks it should make all the decisions for us, thinks it should tell us, hey, my weird, goofy weather religion tells me you can't, you shouldn't have a straw. And I got now, now in California, right, 
At least here, I got the freedom to have a straw. In California, I got to tip my glass like a sucker. <laughs> because somebody thinks he knows better than me. I have to say, that is hilarious. And I always use straws, so that resonates. I really get stink eye when I ask for a straw in the restaurant. Isn't that no, funny? people are idiots. Yeah, you know, when you when you abandon God and culture and every, and, and learning and everything else, you got to fill your life up with something. So they fill it up with weird, uh, weird weather religions and socialism and other useless, stupid things. Yeah, and you know, I I'm a I love nature and the environment. I love turtles as much as anyone, but they are totally insane. And you know. Anytime. Well, look, environmentalism is not about the environment, much like Black Lives Matter is not about black lives. It's, it, 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 it's just another way to get liberals' power or yes. leftists' power because we're actually seeing a distinguish. We're seeing actual liberals and leftists uh, become distinguished where they, they, they kind of blurred the line for a while. Now we're seeing they're being distinguished because the leftists are destroying them. Look what happened to the editors of the New York Times when uh, – yep. Uh, Tom Cotton decided to write a perfectly innocuous op-ed about, well, you know, if there are riots, maybe we maybe we should consider using the military, which I personally did in Los Angeles in 1992. Uh, and uh, the left oh, that's destroyed right. those liberals, got them fired, uh, converted the L.A. Th- uh, New York Times from sort of center left to active left. You can't be a liberal. I-, I was just looking on Twitter, and there's this kind of socialist girl, but she's still Christian. And she was, like, just getting attacked by these leftists. I mean, she's like a socialist. but She's getting attacked by these leftists because she won't come all the way over to them. And I just put up there, yeah, you know, that feeling when you realize the only people uh, who go keep you from getting lined up at the edge of the ditch and shot in the back of the head are conservatives. It is so true. They don't realize. They always think they're so much smarter. They don't realize that the people like them, the so-called academics, are the first ones to get shot. Well, look, if you can find me a Menshevik, <laughs> you know, we can ask how it worked out, but oh, wait. Yeah, right. So I want to talk about your book, your latest book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, which is us. In it, you have a quote. Yes, he's brash. Yes, he has an ego. Yes, his ad-libbing sometimes gets him into trouble. But the fact is Donald Trump is the most effective conservative president in decades. That's why the media hate him. That's why they lie about him. And there's something else. When they lie about him, they're really lying about you. Because to the media, anyone who supports Donald Trump is deplorable. But here at last is the counterpunch we've been waiting for to which i say hallelujah you hit it on the nail well look it's uh look it's a fun book it's not a it's not a batan death march of academic jargon and the kind of garbage (laughs) i got taught at the army war college it's fast it's funny it's not fcc compliant go get the book yes bottom line yes go get the book And I won't, you know, I know you don't want me to ask you what the biggest lie is, but just give me two lies. Oh, God. I'm not going. No, no, no. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. (laughs) Here's the question you ask her. I I, I, like get all the same questions. Dumb me. I'm like, gosh, I wonder why they're asking me all the same questions. And my publicist goes, I sent them a thing. I didn't get it. I swear. I I just wanted to get a couple (laughs) of them because I want to sell the book and I'll put the link up on the website, on the Facebook. Look, Brooke, I got to tell you. If somebody's too dumb to buy the book, after listening to how awesome I am, said the modest uh, cavalry officer slash Los Angeles trawler, uh, we can't help them. Yes, this they is true. They should just buy the book. 
Okay. You can't help them. They are beyond help if they don't recognize the awesomeness that is Kurt. This is true. This is true. I am so fully self-actualized. That, it almost hurts. It should. You know, and you, you mentioned that because if you, if you had a rap name, it would be Kurt the Hurt. But <laughs> one of my troops uh, said, "You know, sir, if you were a rapper, you'd be LT Cool Slick." I tell you, and I was just like, "I don't know, how I, you know, specialist, I don't know where to go with that." I said, <laughs> "It's great." God, I love my soldiers. My soldiers are so fantastic. Yeah, well, and, 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 you know, and, and the colonel will agree with me. There is nothing funnier. And when when a, when a bunch of your troops are just getting together, shooting it, you're just kind of sitting there listening. And they are so funny and so just hilarious. I've never been around. I, you know, I used to hang around stand-ups. But you, you give me a bunch of NCOs, uh, it's a downtime uh, during an operation, you know, in the uh, in the uh, talk. Well, that shows how old I am, the main command post. Jim is shaking his head, going, nodding his head. It is so, it is so funny. Yeah. Well, they are just great, so great. I just love those guys. Well, you also have a new article out called "Enough Whining About Trump's Mean Tweets," and I love that. Uh, I have to say, Nickelback uh, does suck. Nickelback does uh, suck. I gotta think of a worse band, but I don't think there's a worse band that everybody knows about. It's because they're, they're bad so bands, so no one knows about them. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I like that one. That was a. Uh, <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm not really tired of it because you got to let people have an out. If you don't let them have an out, you know, they become dangerous. Yeah. And the out is, well, you know, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. But, but he, like, really, really disrupts norms. And uh, I don't like his tweeting. Fine. Don't like his tweeting. You know, like his standing up for America. You know, you got to have something. If you need some cover, fine. Complain about his tweeting. But I love his tweeting. I do, too. And I think it really should demonstrate... He is the bull in the china shop. You know, he's the bulldozer. And it's like you, the, the, the Republican. Look, I'm a registered Republican, proud conservative. But what have they been doing? I mean, they don't fight. We finally have a guy that fights. He goes in there and he says, if you hit me, I'm going to hit you back twice as hard. And that's what we've been waiting for. And here he comes and he's implementing all of their stuff and they hate him for it. Yeah, look, uh, Americans are actually very nice people, and they like to avoid conflict. And I know that's not the impression you would get, but they really are. I mean, if you get them riled up, they'll mess you up <laughs> bad. I mean, you, you look at like some like uh, it takes like you know a Pearl Harbor or a nine eleven, and then and then they'll kill you. Yeah. I mean, Americans when they're mad will freaking kill you. <laughs> but most of the time, they're just generally pretty cool, and they don't really want to fight. I mean, New Yorkers maybe. But in general, they, they're not going to be, you know, they, they like things calm and, uh, and efficient. They'd much rather have, like, a you know, things just operating and humming smoothly. So a lot of Republicans don't want to really shake up the boat. And, of course, leftism is all about revolution, yeah. so they're always aggressive. Yeah. We're about the status quo. So like, leave me alone. Aggressive. Yeah, the thing is, they don't understand that slowly but surely things have changed. Yep. And you better be radical if you're a conservative or you're just going to be dead meat. Yes. Yep. Well, and last week on the show, we had a, a woman named Kathy Chamberlain who wrote the book Rules for Deplorables. She talks about the rules for – it's like a play on that – talks about the Alinsky tactics and that and and I think you know we have just a couple seconds in this and we'll come back after the break but I think Trump has actually read that book because he really operates in that way 
Trump is the most talented natural natural politician since Bill Clinton, He's, who was the best since uh, uh, Donald Trump or since Ronald Reagan. Yeah. yeah. All right. No, you're, you're absolutely correct. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm I'm your host Brooke says here with Colonel Kurt Schlichter and Colonel Jim Warshick, and we will be right back. More Brooke Talks America coming up. Talks America with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. Um, I want to get back into it. You know, Kurt, your tweets, we're talking about your article on Trump tweets, but your tweets are great, too. I, I follow you, and you're, what I love about it is you're super snarky, like me, and irreverent and everything. But you had a tweet out there, and you, it was about Sleepy Joe, and you said also would it was he was in there was doing something with the with the wife who's actually apparently really the one running. Uh, you said also would be rude would it be rude of me to point out that he's a creepy weirdo with a track record of gross touching, and on a Hughes show this week you kept calling him Old Finger and singing the Shirley Bassey song. I was dying. <laughs> I almost spit out my coffee. Isn't it this? Yeah. Guy, yeah. That- you know, <laughs> you, you look, you got to get in there and fight, okay? My bumper music, look, I like having, uh, you know, the Scorps crank and rock. Yeah. Like hurricane is bumper music. That You know, that I, I, I was throwing Motorhead up. There you go. Uh, you know, there's got to be a concern. Look, I, I, I think there's a rule for diversity. We can have conservatives who can't do a push-up but, uh, and wear bow ties, but we also need conservatives who know how to throw one. Look, I, I don't believe anybody should be a conservative leader unless he's been in a fight twice, two fights at least. One he's won, one he's lost. I don't want any more, uh, uh, you know, Mitt Romney. Thank you. You know, uh, guys who represent, you know, the, the, the Miracle Whip constituency. He has more hair product I, than I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> the guy's a giant hairstyle with a dummy attached. I can't. Now, I just thought it would be fun if we had a little mashup of the old, of a few clips of the old Joe. We could do a whole show on this with Joe, but Joe the Sniffmeister. Uh, but this is the guy after like 20, 26 candidates, this is the guy they're putting up against Trump and saying he's way ahead. So roll the tape on the Biden mashup. Play the radio. Make sure the television, the, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone, make sure the kids hear words. No man has a right to raise a hand to a woman in anger other than in self-defense, and that rarely ever occurs. And so we have to just change the culture, period, and keep punching at it and punching at it and punching at it. It will be a big per- No, I really mean it. We choose unity over division. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. If you like what you see, help out. If not, vote for the other by. If you agree with me, go to Joe 30330. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. 
and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was trained and then watch the hair come back up again they look at it so i learned about roaches i learned about kids jumping on my lap and i've loved kids jumping on my lap is that is that delicious <laughs> um i'm just uh, i'm pretty creeped out look the guy is manifestly senile yeah he just is and I, I, I don't understand why we're yeah, – well, I do understand why the mainstream media is refusing to say it. And I also understand why Trump's actually holding off. I think he's waiting for September. I was going to ask this, about that. Yeah, they locked this uh, uh, demented weirdo in, and uh, they can't get him out. And then Trump just unloads. And, of course, there's no way this guy debates Trump. They're going to say, well, I'm not going to normalize Trump's racist, sexist, homophobic, cis-normative, imperialism, and cons- colonialization. And, uh, you know, Trump's just going to bake him over a fire. It'll be great. Well, you think, you, you know, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, this you've seen the movie The Aviator, right? With, uh, I know of it. I, I haven't seen it, but okay. yeah, I know about it. Well, it, you know, in the movie they show, it's like they were, you know, Hughes was like out of it. He he would go in and out of, of sanity, and he they knew he was crazy, but he was able to operate at some kind of functional level for a few minutes or, you know, a few hours, and they could operate. I mean, this is like Weekend at Bernie's with Biden. They're holding him up and just propping him up to see hoping that he's going to make one debate if they, you know, I'm going to ask you about that, is that if they can even get one debate that he might be able to get through it because he did semi-lucidly at the other debates. But you don't think he's going to debate? No, he's not going to debate. It's not worth Really? It. How are they going to get out of that, though? Yeah, it's not worth it to him. But how are they going to get out of it? What, how are they well, gonna... just like I said, they're going to say Trump is racist. We don't want to normalize them, and the media is going to uh, clap their flippers like trained seals. And so what's Trump going to do? Oh, he's just going to go crazy. Him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I was, I, you know, I was going to ask you, I was thinking that they were waiting until he actually, because Trump talks, you know, here and there, but he, they're waiting for him to announce his VP pick, and then he's going to go off. Yeah, I, and that's that's going to be really interesting about who he picks. Well, um, supposedly he there are like four, you know, black women, and and also Focahontas, who you know is Native American, right? Oh yeah, I've heard <laughs> she's in the running because apparently her color of light pink is call, is you know makes her a woman of color. But um, yeah, so there's some talk of that. I don't know, you know, you probably heard about this is that Nick Sandman of the Covington Catholic. F- he settled with Washington Post after already I settling with the CNN. That. That's nice, huh? Yes, I did see that. That's uh, yeah. I uh, I have done uh, both sides in uh, defamation cases. I was Ben Shapiro's lawyer when he got sued by Clock Boy. Yes, and uh, we we we, we cleaned his clock, so to speak. But I've also <laughs> brought suits, one million dollar, multi million dollar verdicts, and they're the hardest cases out there. Well, uh, and Washington Post. You know, they had to be very scared to pay because normally they would fight to the bitter end. But uh, Lynn Wood, who's his lawyer, made some really good tactical choices, Yeah, I think. So he did a great job. And you think that it's about discovery? You think they don't want discovery? Um, is that why they settled? I think it, um, I think it is. Uh, I, first of all, I think... Uh, they're very smart to get it in a Kentucky venue. Mm-hmm. If you get it in D.C. or New York, you got uh, you got liberal judges, and you because remember uh, the the senators from those states 
or well, not in D.C., but there's still a lot of attention by the liberals. But the, 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 you have to compromise to get a judge in New York. Right. In, in Kentucky, they don't care. It's all Republican senators. True. You know, so they're going to get hardcore people. And you've got Kentucky people going, hey, your local kid got lied about by these, these uh, D.C. and New York bigwigs. You don't want to be. You, you do not want. You do not want that is your venue for trial. Uh, uh, Discovery, yeah, I think Discovery could have been embarrassing, but remember, they're shame-free. I think what what they're thinking about is Gawker. Gawker got hit by uh, Hulk Hogan for like $180 million or something. They literally went bankrupt. Yeah. I could see a Kentucky jury walking out of there and going, what you did to this kid, we're hitting you for $180 million. Or more. Uh, You know. Or or more. And then the Washington Post is like, what the hell? But remember, also, it's their insurance company that's suing the satellite. Yeah. Their insurance company, you know, Washington Post, we want to fight to the bitter end. Yeah, well, you want to fight with our money. We have the right to settle. So we're, we're settling. Yeah. You so, know, yeah, Candace, I, thought, I thought it was beautiful. Candace Owens hired the Covington Catholic lawyer, Todd McMurty. They're, she's suing Facebook for, yeah, for defamation. Well... We'll see. Yeah. And Hannity, I think, is planning something. Sarah Palin is suing the New York Times for defamation for hit That the- one, yeah. She got uh, 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 the judge, like I said, very liberal district court judge, tossed out her case. Uh, he really he really bent the rules. Yeah. Uh, on uh, it was called 12B6, a summary judgment motion. He really bent the rules uh, against her. And the court said, y- you can't do that and send it back. And... Uh, you know, who knows what happened? I still wouldn't want a New York jury for Sarah Palin, though. I know, right? There's there are a few people they hate more than her, someone like her. Uh, just, yeah, I would have sued him in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I would. I don't understand why she didn't. I totally would have sued him in Alaska. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't That's know how where that, she lived. That's I know. Where she was defamed. Sue him in Alaska. A bunch of Alaskans think of it. I don't know why Alaskans that happened. Might not be willing to award money. I don't know. You know, I want to. Um, uh, we have like about a couple minutes left. I just want to talk to you kind of quickly about the Tucker Carlson thing with the doxing, you know, that they doxed him. Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, I hear I see conservatives and they're like, oh, well, we don't want to be like the left and we can't give out their names. I kind of think he should dox them back and have some proud rules. boys go out. There. I just want to know what the rules are. Tell me what the rules are. And that's what I'm going to do. What are the rules? And I'm going to use them to my maximum advantage. Now, left, tell me what the rules are. Give yeah. them the choice. I'm giving them the choice. Now, I'm warning them that <laughs> I will use every rule as hard and as fast and as deeply as I possibly can to achieve my end. Now, if you understand that, in other words, I'll do what they do. If you understand that, leftist, good, because now you get to choose the rules. Yeah. But what, you can have your rule. Uh, you know, you, we can have your rules. Uh, but we can't have your rules and special ones for me. Yeah, that's an unacceptable thing. So choose your choose the rules. Understand, I'm going to use my maximum advantage. And if doxing is okay, well, that is the one I'd have chosen. Since I gave you the choice, we'll go with yours. And understand that it becomes to my advantage to use it against you. I will. Yeah. I mean, it's. I am so sick of Republicans playing by this soft you know, soft-handed standard that the left never yeah. plays by. Yeah, they, they, they imagine that there are rules, and there aren't. Yeah. 
There aren't. There aren't. It's guerrilla warfare. There is no consensus on norms. I keep hearing it's Trump who destroyed the norms. No. Okay, if Trump destroyed the norms, I I don't really care who did it. Now, I know who did it. It was left. But I don't really care about that. I'm going to use whatever the current norms are to uh, 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 viciously to achieve my objective. Yeah. And you will tell, you left this. I'm nice. <laughs> you are. I'm nice, Brooke. I'm letting them have the choice of rules. I'm giving them the opportunity to tell me what the rules are. It's their choice. I'm giving, I think that's very generous of me. Yeah. Now, if they want my advice, my advice would be, well, I kind of like the old ones. Maybe you would too. But, I'm giving them the choice. I think it's very fair of me to allow them to select what the choice of rules are. I've just, just got to understand, I will use it ruthlessly to destroy you. Yeah, I saw a tweet. So if you, have, if you have rules that protect people, which we used to, well, then it's going to make my life a little more difficult. And maybe I have to focus on purely on ideal ideas and arguments. But if the politics of personal destruction are going to be the rule, that's okay. I don't care what the rules are, because you see here are the three, there just has to be one rule for everybody. What, here are the three possible scenarios. Scenario one: We live in a place governed by uh, norms with mutual respect for mutual rights and protections uh, for people against abuse. Two: uh, I dictate what happens. Three: They dictate what happens. I prefer option one. I can live with option two. Option three: I fight. Right. So choose. I'm so I'm so nice. I, Brooke, I'm giving them the opportunity to tell me what they want to do. If I was the head of the RNC, I would have a Kurt Schlichter boot camp for candidates. I swear to God, because you fight yeah, and you need to show these them guys some vitamin K. Oh, yes. I tell you that We're would be more and more woke ones. You look at Mike Garcia out here. California yes. Five. Yes. Uh, John, uh, Sean Farnell, Pennsylvania, 17. John uh, Bognett, uh, Pennsylvania 8. These guys are woke, and they're ready to throw down. Yeah. And if you want a good candidate, go get, uh, uh, you know, Mike Garcia, Sean Parnell, John Bognett, any of those guys. Because I live in Ted Lou's district, right? Oh, my God, Ted Lou. I'm not going to spend a dime on whatever sacrificial lamb we put up against him because my neighbors are freaking idiots. Yeah. But uh, uh, I, I, I can help those other guys. Well, and we have, you know, so you have real fight. And I like da- I like Dan Crenshaw. He is the kind of guy he he fights. Yeah, he's a little soft, but he's nice, and he he still is not. He doesn't acquiesce to their he's not to their woke BS. Enough. Oh, not yet. well, yeah. Well, anyways, he's not woke. Hey, look, he, uh, look, he's a Navy SEAL. His courage is unquestioned. Yeah, but you know, he he still believes that there are rules. That's a good and point. And, and uh, you know, until we break him with that, because he, he wouldn't believe there are rules out there. Yeah, that's true, right? I mean, well, actually, there are rules out there, and he is a professional enough to observe them. Uh, but but here, you know, he, he here, here's what I demand. I demand any Republican understand the nature of the enemy, that he be woke to the idea that leftists want us dead or enslaved. Yeah. Michael they'll, Malley said that. They'll you be dead. They'll accept you being enslaved. And if you get that... Yeah. Then you're then you're capable of reacting. But if you don't, if you start giving the benefit of the doubt, that's just losing slowly. That's the Nikki Haley problem. She wants to think that at some point she can reach over the aisle and be friends again. Okay? 
No. They've chosen not to do that. And if you're too blind to see it, you are unfit for command. Well, and I'm glad you say that. You know, we got to close up, but, you know, Colonel Jim here is getting a lot of heat for saying just exactly what you said about Antifa and BLM. They will, you know, like the like they did in Haiti with under I think it was under Baby Doc. They pull you out. He said they'll pull you out of your house and they'll murder you. In Haiti, they pull you out of your house, wrap a tire around your neck, and light it on fire. So it's not too extreme to say that they would actually do yeah. that. Well, exactly, and, and I think Jim will agree with me. What is the moral line between what they're doing and now and killing you? Where yeah. is the part where they go? Well. I'll go this far, but not any further, because if what they say they believe is true, why wouldn't they kill you? I mean, history says they will. Yeah. So I I think one of the reasons we have, well, I I think it's a very, very skillfully designed information operation where they only operate in very small areas where they have total top cover uh, by Democrat administrations that hold back cops. Uh, DAs that won't charge, and exactly. they do it in very centralized location with uh, uh, highly effective visuals like uh, uh, statues falling so they can do the information operation. They have not, it is not kinetic like Los Angeles riots were, which is widespread criminality. This is an information operation. The ground they hold is probably 10 football fields in the entire United States, but they want to give the impression the entire United States is in chaos. Uh, but they want to. They do not come and attack the suburbs because at that point people have to make choices. Yeah. And if you uh, if you have to make choices, like the guy with the M16, or well, as AR15, but it looked like an M16, uh, old school. That's how old I am. Uh, in uh, in Missouri, the guy who came out with a rifle. If you have to make guy. choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, eventually, some people are going to make a choice, and they lose. They don't have the combat power to win. They have the uh, 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 informational combat power to make a large number of us surrender. Get woke. Yeah. Well, Kurt, I could have you on for a whole nother hour. It has been great, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. We'll have you back anytime you want. Okay? Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. All right. Fun. Have a good one. Thanks. You're listening, to, you're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim. And as you heard, Colonel Kurt Schlichter, and we will be right back. Brook Talks America, coming up. Welcome back to Brook Talks America. Visit on Facebook. Search Brook Talks. And now, your host, Brooke Says... Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. You're listening here with Colonel Jim. You're listening to us on Salem Media Group, AM860, The Answer. And so we're going to go back to the riots and the protests. You know, we just talked about it and marching because, you know, that's not going to stop until the election. I like what Kurt said about having small territory. That gives me a little bit of relief. Uh, because they do, it's like Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals 1. It's not what you have, it's what they think you have. And they they do show, or seem to show, that they have a lot of more power than they actually do. The problem is that they have the media with them. Uh, but the Massachusetts Attorney General, Moore Healy, who's a Democrat, of course, from Massachusetts, 
what happened to Massachusetts? Oh, my gosh. The home of the Tea Party. These freaks run it. Uh, she said this about the George Floyd riots. America is burning, but that's how forests grow. She said this on a speech about racism and oppression. Of course, she's a white woman, right? But I have a question. So BLM has raised about $2 billion, right, so far. If this is about racism and, and oppression, why has only 6% of that money gone to Black Lives Matter? And in fact, it hasn't gone to Black Lives. It's gone to local organizers of Black Lives Matter, which is a communist group, which we've already discussed on the show. Uh, but it hasn't gone to, it's only gone to the local leaders. It hasn't gone to any of the people that actually need it anywhere. And ha- has she donated any- donated any money have any of the other democrats donated any money to help black people in the communities that they claim to care about no they don't care it's just a fundraising for the democrat party uh which you know we've also talked about that they haven't done anything to fix the problems that they claim to care about they won't it put it would put them out of business but what they're doing now is that they're condoning violence they're saying it's justified you know nancy pelosi said they will do what they will do can you imagine this? So you, they could burn someone alive. And she'd be like, oh, well, they do what they do. They're taking down statues and everything. And if you remember the Project Veritas videos with that guy, Kyle, it happened in January before the coronavirus, uh, the chi- Chinese Wuhan flu. Kyle Jurek said that MAGA people, obviously, which is us, need to be reeducated in gulags and reeducation camps. He said free education policies to teach you not how to not be a Nazi. There is a reason Stalin had gulags, which were a good thing, gulags. Uh, Expect violent reaction for speech, and if Bernie doesn't get the nomination, Milwaukee will burn. This was, again, before the coronavirus. Well, Bernie did not get the nomination, and the rest of the country is, in fact, burning, and Democrats are just happy as clams. So I don't know what they expect, but they're going to, you know, they're pushing it way too far. Anyways, There is some good pushback news against all of this madness, which is a a pro-life group painted Baby Lives Matter on the street in front of a Planned Parenthood abortion mill in Salt Lake. And you probably have seen, you know, these are little victories, right? You probably have seen videos of Bevelyn Beatty putting paint on the Black Lives Matter street mural in New York City. She's awesome. She, uh, you know, she's all over the place now. She was in Seattle at the riots out there. They better not try to mess with her, though, okay? She is a very strong Christian, but she knows how to fight, and she will beat their behinds. No question about it. There's a group that's suing de Blasio uh, for to be able to paint women for America first on the street. So Black Lives Matter was allowed, assumably. Of course, he had to do it in front of Trump's Trump Tower, which is just to be stupid like he is. Um, but so we'll see. You know, unfortunately, I'm not really all that hopeful about it because they all run all of the permitting groups but we'll have to see there might be a judge out there who has some courage to take that but at least it's good to see some pushback coming right uh you know especially uh, you probably have seen this about the what has come out of the smithsonian recently the national museum of african-american history and culture this is what's going on these are what these skulls full of mush as rush calls them is going into their brains okay they're the National Museum of African American History and Culture recently unveiled guidelines for a talking point about race, about race. Uh, they had a graphic which they displayed 
and in the guidelines it said aspects and assumptions of whiteness in the United States. It declared that rational thinking and hard work, among others, are so-called white values. Other subsections of that um, that memo deal with family structure and rugged individual. In the section, Smithsonian declares that the objective, rational, linear thinking, quantitative emphasis, and hard work before play and various other values are aspects and assumptions of whiteness. Can you just imagine... Just for a second, if a white person ever said something like that, seriously, they'd be crucified in the streets. I don't know how the Smithsonian gets away with that. First of all, I don't know how they how any government structure gets away with saying something like that. But think about this, though. Even Newsweek, which is far left, was incredulous about this. They had in their in the headline of an article about it, Smithsonian in Smithsonian race guidelines, rational thinking and hard work are white values. It wouldn't even be a question. But the, the irony is that the Smithsonian has currently, they're, all, they're taking down all these statues, right, of white people because they're saying they're racist. Grant, Lee, Columbus, all these other ones. The Smithsonian right now, as they put out this stupid, idiotic memo, currently has a statue of the racist eugenist, eugenicist Margaret Sanger, who's the founder of Planned Parenthood, which has created a black genocide of 14 million aborted babies. She called black people weeds. She says it. She says that. And it's okay. They have not toppled that statue yet. And in fact, they want more funding for abortion. Right. But the funny part is that I wouldn't even be at all surprised if the so-called national, the people that are that are black, supposedly that are right in this are actually white virtue signaling white liberals because they actually are the most racist of all. Seriously. Um, the Dallas police chief responds to critics who attacked her for arresting 60, 674 protesters for the riots out that they had out there. But here's a little problem with that for them. She's black. Yeah, it kind of goes against the narrative, right? But I have to say it was really good to see her push back and talk about upholding the law. She was, you know, she mentioned, and there was, there was also the guy, um, in Portland, you know, very sympathetic to legit protesters that are protesting actual police injustice. But that's not what these people are doing. They're just rioting and looting. But what I love, there's a great picture out there of her. She looks totally boss and she goes, we warned him. I love that. You know, she's a good police chief, just like Sheriff Grady Judd in Polk County, who was just reelected, thank God. Also the sheriff of Clay County, Florida and the Detroit police chief, you know, they, who who recently came out and said that if he had enough trouble that he needed help, he would accept help. Here's the reason. Their job is to uphold the law. Their job is to keep their citizens safe, you know, and they believe in that mission. The 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 mayor of of uh, Minneapolis abdicated his job. He left his citizens and business owners and and vulnerable citizens to get destroyed and some in some cases killed. He did not follow the law, and he abdicated his job, which brings me to the McCluskeys in St. Louis. You know, we talked about it before with Kurt. Here are a couple of clips that I want to play of Mark McCluskey, who, as I said, I call the pink polo guy from Tucker Carlson's show talking about that. Well, it's a totally upside down world, Tucker. The people that broke into my neighborhood, they're all trespassing. The, the, the guy that recruited it, that planned this event, said the next day that he intended to break the law, that it was his, he needed to break laws in order to send his message. None of those people are arrested. None of those people are charged. 
the prosecutor, the, the circuit attorney has apparently decided that her job as a prosecutor isn't to keep us safe from criminals, but to keep the criminals safe from us. It's, it's a bizarre, upside-down world. You know, everybody has to stand up and, and, and do what's right, and I'm not going to be bullied. I'm, I'm not going to be intimidated. The left, the mob, uses social intimidation and threats to get people to knuckle under and, and apologize for doing what's right. And we're not going to apologize for doing what's right. We're not going to back down and we're not going to move. People need to stand up, wake up, and recognize this for what it is. It's a concerted effort to destroy our way of life, to change the fundamental basic pro social contract, to do away with capitalist democracy and replace it with mob rule, encouraging violence, protecting the criminals, and prosecuting people that try to defend themselves against it. I think, Sean, you hit the nail right on the head earlier. The powers that be, the Democrat uh, uh, majority, the, the liberals, the, the, the mob, in combination of inciting violence, supporting the violent mob, and then withdrawing the support of the police can only lead to violent confrontation. And I, I really believe that there's an absolute callous disregard on the part of the people that run these Democrat-controlled cities to inflame violence and then provoke a federal response try to create a Kent State type situation and then blame it all on the president. I think it, as hard as it is to have to admit this, I think this is a callous plan and it's just political and they don't care how many people have to die in the process. You know, I completely agree with that. They really don't care that anybody who gets caught in the mix is going to be collateral damage. But I also want to include this clip by Keith Ellison, which is an absolutely stunning piece of audio. If you're a woman who's been a victim of a sexual assault and the assailant has ran away, wouldn't you rather talk to somebody who is trained in helping you deal with what you're dealing with as opposed to somebody whose main training is that they know how to use a firearm? Right? Well, so, well, first of all, his grammar is incorrect. It's runaway, not ran away, but just saying. But also, I'm telling you right now, as a female, no. I want the cop to be there, run after the guy. If I hadn't already smoked the guy, let him smoke him if he can, okay, if, he, if, if it's in that situation. Don't let him go off to, to do that to somebody else. You know, Pinellas County wants to, is pulling back on the... Um, the units, the cops units are going to send social workers. So what's going to happen is the first person that gets raped or killed that goes out there that's a social worker, they're going to stop this. But keep in mind, these are the Democrats that want to run your life. They think like this. They're completely insane, and you can't vote for Democrats. This is Brooke Says. You're listening to Brooke Talks America here with Colonel Jim. We are on AM860, The Answer, and we will be right back. More Brooke Talks America coming up. Has liberal theology created a stumbling block with ravenous issues besetting our republic? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, the answer is unfortunately a resounding yes. Throughout history, when Christians operated according to the principles enumerated in the Word of God, depending on the situations, things improved either quickly or in some cases in the long run, such as the founding of the United States, which took several years to establish a republic based upon the biblical concepts of liberty and personal responsibility, eliminating the need for individuals to be dominated from cradle to grave by brutish kings or dictators. 
Unfortunately, in recent years, Christian denominations and organizations like the Southern Baptist Convention that used to defend liberty and pray for God's blessings upon our republic have been infiltrated by the same liberal theology that dominates the mindsets of Black Lives Matter and Antifa USA haters who want our unalienable rights and prosperity done away with. Real Christians and conservatives must now reassert our authority under God and reestablish liberty and justice for all. If not, forget about it. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by Twitter at Talks America. Here's Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brook Talks America. I'm here with Colonel Jim. So, Jim, the left is going crazy about the deployment of federal law enforcement in Portland and uh, against Antifa and BLM. Talk about that. Well, there's a big misconception out there by the mainstream media and the and the left that basically says they are putting in shock troops, they're putting in stormtroopers, they're putting this. This is all propaganda. They're going back to try to remind us that this is like what the Nazis did in Germany. The President of the United States, under the Constitution, has the right to deploy law enforcement agents from the federal agencies in America. Notice I said law enforcement. They're not shock troops. They're not stormtroopers. They're law enforcement. And they're there to protect federal property buildings and, and, and federal employees. And that's where they are. Every single major city in the country has uh, federal buildings and federal court facilities. And they're there to support and defend those and it's because the right mayor's not doing it. Because the mayor and the city that has the responsibility of doing it on a daily basis are not doing it exactly. Yeah, no, and so is so he's right to do that, right? I mean, he should be sending them in another place. Isn't he going to do it in Chicago? They are already there. You have oh, to remember, okay. you know, I'll give you an example: Tampa. They're already here. There are federal law enforcement officials who are ass- assigned to those facilities to protect them. Now, if they need to augment with more. Because the threat is greater, as we're seeing in Portland and Seattle, they will do that. But the president has all the authority to do that. Well, that's good to know, because you know they're going crazy. So you have new evidence about Mike Flynn uh, that happened this week. And, of course, Sullivan, I can't take it with him. But tell me what's going on with that. Well, there's there's a couple things. The first is um, Sidney Powell, Mike Flynn's lawyer, uh, came out and basically broadsided and fired a blistering attack against the judge, basically saying, you have to listen to the higher authority. You need to listen to uh, the superior court that has said you need to terminate the case against Flynn, just as the Justice Department did. So that was a, a another shot across the bow by Sidney Powell, and I think it's going to potentially have uh, impact. The other is the information we've got, new class, declassified documents from the January 17th meeting where um, Donald Trump, this is 2016, was sitting in his office. The FBI came in, uh, other other members of the intel community, to give him a threat briefing of what the uh, the Russians were going to do. But they used that as the opportunity to ostensibly spy on Flynn and listen to and try to uh, get him 
to say things that he didn't want to didn't need to say or twist the story get things the president saying things that they were going to use against them so they admitted that they did that and so those class declassified documents came out this week so that will put another nail in the coffin of uh, those who are trying to use this against mike flynn now uh so Trump canceled the convention, and I think one of your perspectives was that you were going to you it was going to be an elevation for Flynn as the county party chairman. What do you think about that? Well, I certainly, with regard to Flynn, I think there will still be rallies and events where Flynn will okay, be out good. there talking, uh, as well as with um, the opportunity. We, we won't have a convention, per se, like we thought we would have, but they're going to be doing virtual things. They're going to be doing rallies, and they're going to be doing a lot of other events. Tele-rallies. Tele-rallies, if you want to call them that. I think the president has some other things in mind, uh, and we'll wait to see those. But you have to understand, this is Donald Trump we're dealing with. Donald Trump, when it comes to getting his positions and his words out there, is a master, is a genius on that. And so uh, don't be fooled if you think the Democrats have have beat him on this. (laughs) I never think that. You know, his name is Trump, so he always has a Trump card. So we have a very short time. I know we just ran everything, ran back on time. But very quickly... uh, What's going on with the U.S. and China diplomatically? We have about 30 seconds on that. I'm sure you can put it together. Okay, the Chinese are here. They're spying on us. They have five consulates around the country, uh, New York, Chicago, San Francisco, L.A., and Houston, as well as their embassy in Washington. We've known for years and years and years, decades, as a matter of fact, they've been spying on us. We do diplomatic games with them, shut consulates. They do the same to us. Uh, It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal, but this one facility consulate in Houston is critical because also in Houston is our uh, level four bio lab and they were using that to spy on to get information on the virus. Oh, okay. Well, you are listening. To, we need another two hours. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm Brooke Says here with Colonel Jim and we will see you next week. You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. Connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. By Twitter, at Talks America. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.